Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? Welcome to episode 9 of Writer on the Road. It's a little bit early for me to be celebrating this, but at episode number 10, I have a very special guest who's promised to come aboard and chat with us. Uh, She's one of the top indie publishers in the world at the moment, and she has far better um, things to do than come on and talk to me, but she's agreed anyway, so I'm pretty excited about that. The other thing is, my podcast has reached over 300 downloads now, which doesn't sound a lot but to me I've worked very hard and I'm excited that I'm finally getting some traction and things are starting to look really positive for our podcast and our community. Today I have a special guest, a very good friend of mine, Mandy Rowe of Broads Abroad Travel Network. I met Mandy four years ago on an International Food, Wine and Travel Writers uh, junket over in Hawaii and we had the best of fun. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Mandy today and she has lots of tips about starting a business, writing about a business and uh, treating it with such professionalism that she has a huge following and it's all good fun and there's lots of stories to tell. So sit back and listen to episode 9 of Writer on the Road. on the beaches of Waikiki uh, and at that point I had a sort of a seed of an idea to I guess establish this sort of uh, female only hospitality exchange network around the world. I've been blessed enough to have lived in uh, two countries and had a fairly uh, great network of women that I could really much sort of pop around the world and stay with if I you know, was travelling. And I guess, I guess with the advent of the internet, which is, a, I think, a wonderful tool, I thought, well, how about we can sort of formalise this and create a network uh, through a website uh, where women from around the world can connect. Now, uh, I guess the basis of Broad to Broad Travel Network is that uh, uh, some women open their doors to other women and can provide a, a bed, a free bed for a few nights. Uh, other women don't have that <clears throat> that facility. They might only have a, maybe a one-bedroom apartment, and, but they really love networking with um, other women and they also love sharing their beautiful cities and towns. So they might be able to say, look, I can't, I can't offer a bed, but what I can do is possibly pick you up from the airport or go and have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee with you or show you the local sites. And uh, I was very privileged to have had that uh, I guess uh, offer when I went to Vancouver I met a wonderful lady called Anne and she picked me up from the airport and showed me we went off to a beautiful park and then about three hours later we were at a birthday party one of her friends birthday parties and I thought well how amazing is that I mean if I was doing the normal travel and booking hotels and what have you Three hours after arriving in Vancouver, I certainly wouldn't be at someone's 70th birthday party by the, a beautiful river and meeting all these lovely people. So I guess Broads Abroad is really, at its heart, is about women connecting with other women and 
Yeah, talking about places that they love that's dear to their hearts. Yeah, and listening to Mandy here this morning, there is a very clear passion uh, and you absolutely love what you're doing. Uh, One thing that comes across with everybody I speak to that what we do has nothing to do with money and everything to do with a dream. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about how you envisaged Broads Abroad Travel Network and how that vision has come to life for you? Sure, sure. Uh, look, I think you're right. I, 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 certainly with me is that we, I've set up the website as a, as a, and it's free for women to be connecting around the world, uh, influenced slightly by a couple of sort of, um, I guess, mentor people that I just, yeah, adore and um, inspired by the fact that <clears throat> true wealth, true wealth comes from uh, connections and community and people. So I guess that was really important to me. I am very passionate about, I love networking, I love meeting new people and I also love, um, I, you know, I'm always, you know, it's, it's inevitable, I'll meet someone and I go, oh my God, you and you are so much like so-and-so and you, you know, you're such great friends, I've been doing that forever. <laughs> uh, so I guess this is sort of a formal way of uh, allowing those connections. So. Yeah, look, it's taken a long time. So I guess when I met you, as I said, it was about three years ago, and that was sort of it was early days. And uh, I mentioned, you know, the wonderful the power of the internet, which I really love. This wouldn't have happened without that. So I guess my first thing was trying to find uh, <clears throat> a group of people, uh, a tech company that could build my my website. It's a fairly complex website. Uh, sort of based a bit around, I guess, people might be more familiar with Airbnb and couchsurfing. There's a few levels of security to get through it. So it certainly wasn't going to be sort of a, a website, but just a, a normal template that I could grab from somewhere and use. I actually had to employ a group of a team of people to come on and build that uh, website for us, which um, was timely, you know, cost, you know, was in terms of, I, I think it took them about six months to to develop the website, but also to be very costly. So as people appreciate, <clears throat> uh, yeah, there's quite a value involved with getting IT people involved. But, you know, a great team, team of guys who saw my vision uh, and understood what I was on about, so they were really lovely to work with, real, yeah, gems, real gems. And that's always been important to me too, I guess, in terms of, um, <clears throat> who I bring on board. I mean, I've got to have that connection with them as well. I think that's really important. If you want to give your money to someone, you've got to give it to, to people that you trust. And I really did. I trusted their their um, their professionalism, but I, I felt that they were guys with lots of integrity, and and that and they they shared my vision as well, which was really important, I guess. Um, and then the next thing was trying to find. And I look, look, here's a little tip for people starting a business: is that I, I also found that. I had two goes at everything. I had that web was given to someone uh, who had a go at it, but it's sort of I guess that person didn't have the skills to take it to the to the level that it needed to go to to be so professional, which is what it is. It needs to be professional because women are sharing accommodation with each other, so they need that to know that there's a huge amount of integrity and honesty um, displayed. I guess within that website, I think that's really important. So, yeah, so everything seemed to be done by two. So these guys were the second lot and then also the copy was done by someone else and then, you know, I was reading the copy. The copy, well, the words that were going to go on the website were really important because, again, what, what I'm trying to do is 
connect women. And and and, and it's a, it's sort of not that it necessarily was set out to be that way, but it sort of seems to evolve where it is attracting the fifty plus, I guess, market. If demographic is probably a better word. Uh, and we didn't grow up with the internet. We didn't go so the words that they were reading on the website really needed to resonate with them and um, I guess touch their heart and and again have that level of integrity because women were going to be opening doors to other women around the world. So <clears throat> yeah, we had one person writing the the words for the you know first time around didn't quite work out that they were a lot younger demographic and it certainly didn't the words didn't resonate with me. So I ended up. Uh, uh, finding through a little bit of serendipity, which is sort of, I guess, that's sort of what life's all about sometimes, uh, a lady who was a little bit older than myself and uh, she was perfect. Her words were perfect. Her words, The words just, you know, flowed out and whatever she sent me, it just resonated. It, it felt like I was actually sitting across the room having a, you know, having a cup of coffee with this person. And then I guess that's what I needed to have on the website so women certainly from my demographic, felt very comfortable as if they were chatting to a girlfriend. So those words were really important as well. So, and all that took time. I mean, gosh, I, I guess I, I think I said this, the website was six months and the copy, you know, was going through the copy, could have been another six months getting that together. So this uh, enterprise uh, has taken quite a long time to get to the point where it is. Sorry, I've just got a little bit of a cold. Um I guess so. Does that answer your question, Melinda? Uh, it certainly does. Uh, what what I've been reading up this morning is on branding our businesses and making sure that we create the personality for our businesses that we require. Now, if anyone looks at the Broads Abroad uh, website, www.broadsabroad.net, is that close? Yeah, um, and it'll be in my. Um, notes at the end of the show but you send a very very clear message and I remember we did a bit of a photo shoot in Hawaii and if you remember you had a little suitcase full of clothes would you like to describe some of those clothes and that may just give our listeners an yeah. idea of what you're about oh okay and look also too I have got you know in the middle of all this I've written two little books so I'm not sure if you can see it but we sort of have a we have a very much a, a, a vintage sort of logo, I think that's what you're talking about in terms of branding. Um, <clears throat> and here's another one that I have done as well to just sort of see. So I love the vintage clothes. Not that I think this is particularly vintage, but I think it represents a lot of fun and um, I don't take myself too seriously, which, uh, uh, yeah, I, get, I guess you get older and things don't hassle you as much and what have you. So um, the branding, yeah, good. I guess... I guess with when I started thinking about what we were doing, sort of exchanging accommodation with other people around the world, it had a sort of an old-fashioned sort of feel to it in terms of like, you know, remember the old days, you know, it used to be when you were at school or something like that, you might be billeted to go to a uh, to a um, sporting event or something like that. So I just, I, I always felt that idea of hospitality, old-fashioned hospitality has it had its roots sort of been something a little bit more sort of, or an, an, another era, I guess. So, and also too, I, um, I've done a little bit of art in my time and I also, uh, and pottery, and I also have a, a love for a lady called Clara Cliff who did uh, pottery, I guess, in England in the 30s and the 40s. And she had a signature orange colour that I just 
love. So I guess the whole feeling was it had to be old world vintage. So we sort of started off with, um, I guess, just the name, Abroad, Abroad. And if you see that there, <coughs> with Abroad, Abroad, or Broads, Abroad, uh, we took on the vintage font. And then when it came to colour, I, you know, again, you, you go to these people, they, you know, they do all your graphics and all that sort of stuff. So they were leaning more towards a sort of a, a, a red that I wasn't identifying with as well. So I think you've got to be firm when you're sort of setting up these sorts of things. And we sort of, we did have to have a little bit of a meeting. And um, <laughs> anyway, we ended up, I said, look, orange, you know, I, I love this lady called Clarice Cooper forever. Uh, she had this very uh, strong orange colour. Uh, and to me, that just represents everything of the deco, the deco era. So we changed the colour from sort of a murky grey red to a very strong orange. So orange now is our signature colour. And so when broads meet other broads around the world, and they might, for example, be meeting in the middle of Barcelona or something like that, we ask them to wear their orange scarf and they can identify each other. So... I'm now getting, I have a great um, private Facebook page for broads and when they meet up with each other around the world, they post me these photos or they post them on the Facebook page themselves and here they are, God love them, sitting together with um, their orange scarves on. So it's a little thought, it's a little gem uh, of an idea but uh, daily I get women from around the world joining. For example, I guess a couple of months ago, a lady from St. Petersburg, we've got our first person from Russia, uh, joined and uh, is very keen to host women around the world. So I guess, yeah, so everything in terms of the branding is really important and interrelated because now I have women that, or, which I think is quite cute, um, they might, there might be a woman in, uh, I don't know, Maine or something like that in the USA, and she drives past the place and there's two orange chairs on the grass and she'll stop and take a photo of the orange chairs and flick them up and go, these are broads, broads chairs, man. So um, I guess the orange has become quite a, a, a signature colour of the organisation as well. So, yeah, I guess all that tight branding is really, really important. And, and, and it doesn't come from anywhere. There's a seed, there's a strong <coughs> sense of, um, of where it's connected in terms of, for, for me, that old old world, the old, old world feel of good old quality. Yeah, and I've been reading up on um, brand persona and the step one is uh, <coughs> brand awareness and the second one is adoption. People adopt the orange, orange scarf. But the third and the most important one is that appreciation and that spreading of the word. Um, yeah. And that orange scarf certainly represents uh, your your business. Sure, it, it does. And um, uh, you sort of said, I, I think it was third step, is about spreading the word. And when I first started, I, I guess I worry sometimes that it's, it's not just going crazy, crazy fast. We don't have a 1,000 people from Paris and a 1,000 people from London or New York joining. But, you know, a day, each day there's someone else joining from around the world. It's been a fairly uh, so, slow process, but I, I don't I, – I can't afford to do any marketing, so I don't do any marketing. But I also don't think it's the sort of thing – that you can market and still have credibility. So women are really great at talking and really women are really great at, uh, you know, just part, the word of mouth, word of mouth. So whenever a broad joins, <clears throat> I always send them a little letter to, to, to re, 
confirm or establish the rules and say that these are the rules, broads of broads, foremost is the community of women around the world, foremost. Uh, secondary, uh, if, if that person can reciprocate and offer a bed, well and good, but it's not always about the bed. It's really essentially about women connecting with other women around the world, and that's foremost, really important. So, um, so yeah, I, I guess in terms of marketing, and I remember a lady that was in marketing uh, in, and from California connected to, with me about something a few, long time ago, actually, early days. She loved it. She Googled it. She found it. She wanted to write something about it. And she said to me, you know, you're Mandy, your best form of marketing is word of mouth. And and that's the way broads of broads will evolve. And at one point, I, I believe there'll be enough women around the world that, you know, yes, there will be instead of one woman joining every few days, there could be sort of, you know, 10 women joining every few days. And I always, as I said, I always ask them how they found found out about boards boards because that's really essential. And look, sometimes there'd be a woman in the hostel and she meets another broad and that broad uh, has joined the network. And uh, so it is sort of word of mouth, I guess. Yeah. And a lot of businesses uh, rely very heavily on that. You can't afford to have your brand tarnished um, by by pitching to the wrong people. Uh, yeah. So... From a business point of view, from a branding point of view, I think, Mandy, you've given our listeners something uh, to talk about. But more importantly, it's the story behind the brand. If um, you haven't got a story nowadays, you don't get very far with any form of advertising. Mm. Mm. So you're saying that oh, there's a story behind my brand? There's a huge <laughs> story behind your brand. And I have um, looked at your books and yeah. they I do have the names of them. Mandy's holding them up for our YouTube YouTubers to see and they'll see that beautiful wallpaper. They'll see that beautiful oh, woman. Oh, I, I did that a few weeks ago. I'm a clever. Well, with yeah. the help of my husband, actually. Very talented. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the two books are called, here it is, uh, Memoirs of a Broad Abroad. And I believe that's the story of the foundation of Broads Abroad. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it sort of is. I think, you know, we were together when this was sort of being banding about uh, in terms of maybe I should write something. And... Yeah, I guess it is. I, I guess it is a, the story about uh, my life um, and where the seed of Broads Abroad sort of uh, arose from. And I've been, as I said before, lucky enough to have lived in two countries. So we lived in the UK for a few years, my husband and I, and then we lived in Saudi Arabia for seven years um, and sort of mixed with a lot of, I guess, expats from all around the world. So I, I guess that's a bit of the backstory. And the other thing about the backstory too with um, – the travel network, which I think is really important, is that I, when I lived in Saudi Arabia, um, I uh, got to know from some Saudi uh, people, which was really lovely, through my art and what have you, and um, I, I believe that they are some of the most hospitable people in the whole world. I uh, went on a, a beautiful weekend away with one of the, these women and what have you, and we were treated like uh, princesses. It was just amazing. So, but the... Uh, Arabs are really famous for their Bedouin hospitality. So, and they have a, uh, a, a the philosophy is that they will give unconditional uh, food, water, and shelter and safety to passing travellers for three days. So, I adopted that philosophy and put it into broads abroad. So, when I 
when people read the terms and conditions and what they should do when they're connecting with another fraud, uh, I, I try and like to sort of, like, I can't enforce it, but it's there, is that don't, please don't outstay your welcome. <laughs> and I say three days is, um, is, uh, is probably just the right amount of time. So that's reiterated a number of times um, throughout the website. And when, I, when they connect with me initially is that please abide by those rules. Uh, so I guess that's part of the backstory too, and that's a huge part of Broads Broads was my time in Saudi Arabia and the connections with the women that I met there. And, um, yeah, I guess so. So all that was written about in the memoir was uh, my time in Saudi Arabia and those wonderful friendships that I developed uh, while I was there. So if you want a bit of a funny, it's a very funny book, uh, yeah, it's not terribly serious, but there, and in particular, there's a chapter of Port Ellie, it's my favourite. I say Port Ellie, you know, all the time. I think it's chapter 11. Uh, really funny, really funny, and it gives women a little bit of insight into Saudi Arabia because it's a closed country, and unless you read about it, well, I guess you can't travel there. You can travel there in your mind. Yeah, and we haven't even begun to mention that Mandy is a travel writer and is a member of the International Food, Wine and Travel Writers Association. Travels um, mostly to America, but oh, well, we were in Hawaii and you went on a cruise last time. So annually Mandy links up with the International Food, Wine and Travel Writers and has a wonderful network, I guess, to spread the word about her own business. Very, very professional, as you can hear, extremely well-educated and knows an awful lot about art and things I wouldn't have a clue about. Um, plus, I met her in the garden yesterday. I was talking to her in the garden, so I'm assuming, Mandy, you're a bit of a gardener as well. Um, oh, no, no, that's enforced on me. <laughs> I like being. I like being inside. I like doing this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and the thing that came up as you were talking a couple of minutes ago, and it's something that we haven't mentioned, uh, and it's the money. Now, as business people, and everything that I'm reading and everything I'm doing has nothing to do with money and everything to do with passion. But very clearly, your business has cost a lot to get up and running. You don't have um, internet support and the technical expertise that you've had um, without putting a lot of money into this project um, to make it look as professional as it is. And A, you've put so much of your heart and soul into it and your money. Financially, um, I know I joined for free. I was given the gift of a membership and I was on having a bit of a fossick around yesterday. Do you charge for this now? No, no. It's still uh, a free uh it's a, it's a free network. It's a free service. So, And I guess when you talk about passion and things like that. But, yeah, I do. I get up in the morning and I spend time sort of doing all the admin. I'm it. This is it. I'm, I do everything. So, um, yeah, I do all the admin. And uh, and I guess the books were written uh, – the second book was written as a well, – I guess an adjunct. This is a, this is a book about in terms of trying to make a little bit of money to go back to the network. Was um, This is a cute little book about – there's about 30 different stories – about different destinations around the world, and each story is uh, there's a little bit of a moral to the story. And I guess I always believe with travel that you learn something, or you glean something from somewhere, or something about yourself when you travel as well. So I'd always wanted to sort of, because I guess I have been blessed enough to travel quite a bit with my husband's work. 
and I do love you know, what travel can do to people. Uh, I thought it was really important to put some of those uh, bits of philosophy into a little travel book, and it's a really great gift for women. So that's sort of helping with the website slightly. So plus, it was fun to do, but we um, we asked for just normal everyday women to be models to come in. So we've got 30 different photos of 30 different women uh, in different destinations around the world and I wrote little stories to go with each one. So I guess it's a little bit about me imparting a little bit of philosophy, uh, my life philosophy, I guess, and it's nice to have a chance to do that. So uh, I guess that sort of helps with the, the uh, running the internet site. Yeah, and and I've come up with this idea as we've been talking because I haven't got my own book ready to go as a giveaway. Uh, I'm wondering, Mandy, I might uh, buy a couple of copies off you and give them away to my listeners. So what we'll have to do is come up with a a reason for you guys to get a copy of Mandy's beautiful, beautiful books. And I think I'll put that in the in the notes section, but it'll be something along the lines of why you want to travel and where you want to go and what you're hoping to get out of it. Um, because like Mandy, I agree, uh, travelling makes you a better person, it makes you a stronger person and a more confident person. And women especially uh, need that in their lives. Mm, sure. I, I, I agree. So, so often, oh gosh, I'll just say this, this is so beautiful. Like I, I ask women as they're joining little bit you know you know t- tell me a little bit about yourself and a lady from California joined the other day and it was so beautiful and she'd um I think she'd been nursing I guess she was about 16 she'd been nursing um older parents and what have you and I even got a feeling that um, you know maybe uh, her husband had passed away as well so she'd been through all this sort of uh uh a difficult had a difficult uh, last 10 years being really committed to nursing uh, members of the family and what have you and she had, has two younger daughters, sort of early 20s or something like that. And she said, um, asked one of the daughters about could she sort of find something, so a network of women that she could connect with when she's travelling. So she's got the freedom to travel now. But she said, look, I really want to – I haven't travelled for so long. I've been so committed to uh, what I had to do. Um, and now I want to travel and find out who I am and who I want to be in my golden years. And I just thought that was really beautiful. And, yeah, travel's all about that. She'll, she'll go and she'll connect with some beautiful women around the world and and uh, find out who she really wants to be uh, when she's a little bit older. Yeah, and that is, that is an art and that's um, probably the purpose of my podcast is what is the story you want people to know about you as women we have a lot of trouble articulating that story because we're influenced by husbands jobs children that we lose ourselves and as we get into our 50s and moving Mm -hmm. forward it's time that we find out who we are now but it's also important uh the story that we tell others about where we've been and where we're going Um, Mm. because when we tell our stories we tend to frame it um by using others, we tend to say, well, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm this, I'm that, but we mm. don't give away much of ourselves. The mm. wonderful thing about Broads Abroad is you get to go out and it's about you. Um, mm. And when I met you in Hawaii, Mandy, you didn't care about 
what was going on back at home and it was where we were. We are in this beautiful tropical um, paradise. And we lovely. <laughs> lovely. Lots of swimming. Lots of swimming, lots of um, beautiful food because we were over there working. And, right. and we got to find out about ourselves and it's funny how um, – our life learning came very much into that story. Do you find that when you meet women and people do come through Melbourne and they do meet you, except now you're in Sydney, I guess, uh, they do come to you and you do learn about who they are? Look, of course I, I do, but um, as a little bit of an adjunct to uh, Broads of Broads, I do a little bit of work as a butler because I've, I've always been in hospitality and what have you. And just a little, I guess, an anecdote, which I just, just a reminder for all of us is, and this is a, you know, a, a little bit away from Broads of Broads, but not really, it's all connected. But um, the last, so I, I go in and do, and I work for a 24-hour shift to this lovely women's only retreat in Katoomba. <clears throat> And the house, this beautiful home, is booked by a group of friends or what have you. And the last sort of month, uh, yeah, you know, I've been doing shifts every weekend, but I've met a, a number of women along, you know, I get to meet them and talk to them because I'm living with them for 24 hours and pouring their wine and what have you. Uh, and I guess I've come away and I've just realised that um, never take anyone I guess at face value, you know, you said that beautiful thing about we've all got a story or we, we as women couch, you know, our story in terms of um, our children or our husband or what have you and not often about, you know, who we really are. And, you know, and when I start talking to some of these women, you know, the other women might potter off somewhere. There's usually six or seven or eight of them that uh, come and take the whole house. But, you know, occasionally I connect with sort of one of them because the other girls have gone somewhere for a walk or done something. One stays at home and... She'll come and sit down in the kitchen and have a cuppa with me. And, you know, a few of them have told me some things and I've just gone, oh, my God, you know, um, who would have ever thought, you know, that things that have happened in their lives that I wouldn't want to wish upon anybody else and touch wood, you know, um, you know I, I haven't been through those sorts of experiences, but um, they open up a little bit. And I just go, you know what, if I didn't have that 10-minute window to sit with you and have that cup of tea maybe, you know, you wouldn't have said that. So I guess I come home feeling very blessed, one, that they, they might say, you know, tell me a little bit about their lives and what have you, but two, but I never take anyone for granted. You look at people all the time, but you're right, everyone's got a backstory and some people's backstories are, are you know, heartbreaking. So I, I think that's really important too. I guess I don't, I, that connects with broads to broads in a certain sort of way. But, yeah, so backstories, people are... We've all got a story. Yeah, and that and that's uh, I guess that storytelling is is that ex um, experiential thing with you. Uh, we can kick a little bit into travel writing now, because telling stories is what we do as writers. Now, you started as a travel writer in Melbourne. Uh, well, yeah, I was a, a doing. A restaurant judge. I was doing a restaurant reviewing restaurants, so around regional Victoria. So that's the the, the main part of my uh, my travel writing was reviewing restaurants, cafes, fine dining, pubs, and what have you. Yeah. Yeah, and um, then you wrote your two books, and we didn't get a word in edgewise there, but the second book was called. First of all, we had broads broad, um, yeah. the memoirs, <coughs> and then the second one was um, world wise. And it's called Worldly Wise because there's little snippets of wisdom about places in Kyoto or um, 
Marrakech or somewhere in Norway or Bali or Ireland or little, just little snippets of uh, wisdom that may resonate with, I guess, the old demographic. So just a little, you know. Yes. So you can pick it up and you can read one story. Some of the stories are only like 300 words or 400 words. You can just pick it up and read a little story. I guess it's just a little gem of wisdom in each story. But, uh, I mean, this is, for example, this is the model. This is one of the models. So just um, real women. We just photographed real women. So it's real women traveling the world with just little bits of, yeah. So that's why I think it's a lovely little gift, actually, for women to give to other women, especially when they're about to go on a little holiday. Yeah, and Mandy's holding and up a book at the moment and it's got this beautiful portrait of an older woman and I believe uh, you got in a professional photographer to take these photos. Yes. And the character in the woman's face speaks for itself. Yeah, and we... yeah. that's right. So she, oh, they all do. So that was, um... uh, yeah, I could flick through a bit. I mean, I mean, God, that's beautiful too. That look at that. Yeah, and Mandy's now holding up another picture. Not quite worked out that we're audio podcast yet, uh, but I did tell her that we'd be putting this up on YouTube as well. Uh, oh. <laughs> but but again, you she's. Oh, see my flowers. Yeah, that beautiful flowers and a beautiful orange scarf, and the book has the most amazing photography in it. And as I said, I will put pictures up on my website. I will give away a couple of the books because they are beautiful, and this will be up on YouTube. Um, but. We've been talking to a woman, and I try to stick with 30 minutes, but I've got to tell you, Mandy, we keep going over to 40 and 50 no matter how hard I try, and I've still got a few questions to ask you. Okay, okay. Um, I'll make them brief then. I'll make them brief. No, I'm happy to talk all day. It's whether people listen to us is the problem. Um, we're talking about a woman who started a business, and obviously as we've gone through, we can pick out the nuggets that Mandy has given us, very, very professional, very organised extremely high standards in that she searched a couple of times through various stages to make sure she got the right image and the right person and we can't talk about money because it's bad but I'm guessing Mandy has done this for love and for passion because I'm not hearing a whole lot of sponsors or getting money back other than the books. It brings me to the point where you've written two books and you, when we were talking, when I first made contact with you again last week, that you reached the point where you needed a rest. Is that something as a business owner you <clears throat> recommend that people take time out when they need it? Yeah, look, uh, I don't apply that to sort of running the website. Uh, that, that's sort of, I guess, easy. But I guess <clears throat> writing doesn't come very easy to me. There you go. And it means... For, for me to get those books up with the help of a couple of very good editors too. It wasn't just me getting those books up. And one, there was what I wrote the memoir after I met you in Hawaii and then very close on the heels of that I decided to do Worldly Wise because I, 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 I um, reconnected with uh, uh, my old school teacher who was a, now a photographer and we thought we could do something to go with the website, which was great. So it was just sort of two books in quick succession and it meant for me, you know, sitting at the computer, uh, you know, and, and I get very focused, I get very obsessed with things. So sitting around the computer for, you know, just day, you know, wake up, computer, wake up, computer. And, yeah, I guess I, and it sort of, I guess it was like the two years where I um, devoted my life to writing those books. And, and, and when they were all finished and completed, it was fantastic, great journey. Fabulous working with editors, they're a lot of fun. And fabulous working with Peter, he was a lot of fun. And 
all that thing. But I, like everything in life, you know, you might sort of six months out when it's sort of being published and what have you, and six months later, which is sort of now, I guess, or nearly a year later, I look back and go, you know what, I really needed to step away from writing, step away from the computer, and and yeah, um, do wallpaper, paint walls. Um, shovel, be in the garden, pull out trees and whatever we were doing. We bought a little cottage in the Blue Mountains that needed a little bit of work. So I, I'm this has been really therapeutic for me just to step away from mainly the writing the writing side. I mean I still love broads broads and you know and it keeps me focused and busy and it is my passion. But yeah, writing I'm not a natural writer, not naturally gifted in writing. So it was sort of a bit like pulling teeth really. <laughs> So I stood aside, but mind you, someone's found me and they want me to do some writing about the Blue Mountains and things from fresh eyes. You know, I've just moved here and, you know, I might go and you know, find a great little sort of coffee shop or something like that. And he said, oh, please, can you give me five or 600 words? So I, I hid from him for about oh, six months and the other day he found me and came and said, I still want you to write. So, uh, and that's probably nice. I'm, I said to him, I'm probably ready to go back and sit in front of a computer and do some food travel writing. So... Yeah, but look, time out, I guess, if you can do that. Or time away from a bit of distance sometimes, I think it's really important to reflect on the work that you've done. Yeah, and Mandy's hiding her talents a little bit here, everyone. I know she's also done some uh, writing for an academic journal. I believe you're involved. Yeah, oh, look, I forgot that. <laughs> yes, I, uh, yeah, I was given, and that's coming out in October. Uh, yeah, in the middle of all that writing, before I jumped on a plane to New York, actually, I just had hours. Um, yeah, I was asked to write a chapter an academic for an academic book about women and travel, which we taught in universities around the world. And uh, they asked me to write sort of my chapter was more on um, more practical, even though I, there was some theory behind it, what have you, in the literature review. Uh, it was a bit more practical. So what I did was send out uh, surveys to all the broads. Uh, asking them how they travel, why they travel, best bits about travel. So there was enough, maybe 40 different questions. I came back, they came back to me, and I, um, I, 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 helped, I got help, a little bit of help, but we analysed the data and came up with sort of, sort of some little trends and things like that that we could talk about in the, uh, in the chapter. So, yes, that was something else I squeezed into my year. No wonder I needed to have six months away from the computer. Uh, and that book comes out in October. Yeah, and that will be that, that's a bit of a buzz, I guess, because it goes from something like memoir writing or what have you to it was more very much more academic writing, but I was quite pleased with the the end result of that, and I guess it just adds more credibility to what what we're doing in terms of establishing this network, and I think that was the impetus for me going, yep, I can squeeze this in before I go to New York. Um, which I did. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a, that was a buzz doing that too. Yeah. And Mandy talks about um, getting back from New York and when I rang her last week she was getting back from Singapore. She always appears to be getting back from somewhere. <laughs> for, a, for a lady who's retired to a little cottage in the mountains um, with her garden, um, she's very, very busy. But I've just made a note that when that book comes out in October, I might grab a copy and do a bit of a review of that book and it might be a good time just yeah, to get you back on. Actually, to talk that, that would be great. Um, the editors, I'm sure, would really love that. But, yes, that would be – that's be something that would be taught in universities and women's studies, I guess tourism studies around the world. Hey, look, I do have an idea. Here's, here's something. You, you say I'm always getting back from somewhere. 
when I was in Singapore, I met this most amazing lady um, called Maggie who was Cuban, but she was um, in safety, aviation safety, which is what my husband is in. So they were doing this course together. So we got to meet and you know, go out with her a few times. But we ended up, she ended up sort of saying, let's go to a Cuban bar in, in somewhere, anyway, which we did. And uh, she was most, you know, she was 60 and she was, you know, every bloke in the room wanted to dance with her. So she just moved around the room. I just was just so in awe. I just sat there going, oh my God, aren't you gorgeous? And uh, look, she danced. She was the most amazing dancer. But I have one story in here about. Um, Mandy's uh, holding up a book again, everybody. <laughs> I have one story in here in Worldly Wise, which I thought was, I think is quite lovely. And it's about a woman um, going to Buenos Aires and always wanting to tango. And she'd never done that. So she took herself off to a little class and she got a most beautiful instructor and, uh, and, and sort of just started and got lost herself. I'm going to show you the photo, but anyway, here we go. This is a Carmen Miranda sort of gorgeous photo. Anyway, it's a beautiful story. Um, I sort of had to make that one up because I hadn't been to Buenos Aires. But, it, yeah, it's about a lady who was 56 years old and um, now single with a few daughters and going to Buenos Aires and always wanting, she always wanted to do the tango. So she took herself off to a little class and and she flew. She just thought it was the most beautiful experience. And as I was sitting watching this ma amazing Maggie uh, dance in Singapore with you know, everybody, you know, she was just gorgeous, um, I thought about that story and I thought, you know what? would be a really great focus for, for me to do would be to there are 30 stories in this book about wisdom uh, not all of them I had to I had to make up a few because I hadn't been to those places and I thought wouldn't it be lovely to go and um, do the stories you know go to Buenos Aires and for me to do that tango class or go to um, Berlin and go to the um, famous jazz place and things like that so anyway there you go that's Possibly on the cards. Uh, and one of my questions was, one of my final questions was, what's next um, for Mandy Rowe? What What are you looking at? But I'm guessing more travel. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And also, too, I mentioned in that book, too, um, which I thought was just it's a fantastic thing. I don't know if women know this, but uh, uh, the Hermitage in St. Petersburg, there's a volunteer program, so you can volunteer to go there and work for two weeks or three weeks or a month uh, just have to apply what have you so that was one of my other stories in the book and I thought ah oh, I guess when I when I travel through the sorts of things that I like to do I don't want to be ticking tourist boxes anymore I would love to go to St Petersburg and work in and volunteer in the hermitage for a month and get a real feel of uh, the, the culture and the people and the history and what have you. So, uh, yeah, so who knows? I just, there was that little scene of thought when I was watching Maggie and I thought maybe I'll just go and do all the 30 stories that I wrote about and um, then probably have to write another book, Melinda. <laughs> um, I've, look, you tap into so many things and so many of my followers on social media. Everybody seems to be out there chasing their freedom chasing their stories around the world now once upon a time i grew up in the country and you just stayed in the country now yeah. everybody's everywhere and a lot of these people are young um, but i'm noticing more and more that there are older people who are taking advantage of their newfound freedom yeah. and they're going out and doing things as soon as you mentioned saint petersburg i thought 
how many more years before my daughter leaves home so I can come too? Uh, you know, so many, so many opportunities. Um, so, look, I thank you very, very much for bringing enthusiasm, beauty, talent to, to this podcast and to our show. Uh, I can't believe that you thought you could ever retire to a little cottage. It's just not going to happen. Uh, is there anything you'd like to share with, uh, I guess, our readers who are out there journeying and living and writing about it? She's stunned. She doesn't know what to say. No, 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 no. There's just a little um, blip in the um, the Skype. So I think I've got, I was just sort of trying to think, yeah, look, I, a couple of the women that have joined Broads Abroad, just going back a little step when you're saying women uh, getting to a point where they're wanting to travel and things like that, look, the, and they write to me. And this, for example, there's a lady in San Francisco who I guess, and she's got daughters who are about 20 or something like that. I guess she's my age, you know, mid-50s or something. And she, um, she, she had never really done any travel, none of her me time and what have you. So she took, um, uh, what do you call it, a, a gap year uh, last year and just went, you know what, and honestly, and then she wrote a blog to go with it and I followed her journey from, she stayed with a Cap- uh, abroad in Cappadocia in Turkey and she went to Israel and met up with abroad in Israel and what have you. But she just thought, you know, this is my time to... I've never done this. I've never done this. And and there's another lady called Connie from Maine. So I guess if people connect, are interested, they can connect with Broads Abroad and ask me for those um, blogs. But she writes a beautiful blog too and she's she never had any time to do anything. So she's been staying with Broads and doing other things around Australia and writes beautifully, writes so beautifully, very engaging. And, uh, oh, my God, it's all about philosophy and life. And She was up in... Byron Bay a few weeks ago and did some little bit of work in a garden at a place for, to exchange for free accommodation for three weeks and and met, you know, the owners of the property that are growing sort of, I guess, macadamia nuts and coffee, whatever they grow, avocados in the far, far north coast. And and the, the, the philosophy uh, and the gems of wisdom that are coming from her her journey, um, I actually live vicariously through um, Connie's little blog and things like that. So for women that, I guess, maybe don't have the opportunity to, the opportunity isn't there to travel, uh, maybe reading those sorts of blogs are fantastic too because they're uh, very much from the heart, very raw, very authentic. So there's a little little hit. And if anyone's interested in um, getting those names and things like that, you know, might uh, just connect with me, which is admin, A-D-M-I-N, at broadsabroad.net, that's uh, one of my email addresses, and I can give them the links to those journeys. And, I, you know, Connie's sort of, apart from meeting amazing people and having these most amazing experiences, she's an artist as well, so she puts up little photos of her artwork that she's had the chance to do. And I guess, I think she was a, oh, she was a, she's been an English teacher, and I guess this is her time to paint, create, meet people and find out who her journey is for the next era of her life. Yeah, actually, um, I'm making notes as you're speaking here, Mandy. I might get some of those links from you and I'll put them in the show notes for people to find. I am absolutely fascinated by the idea of taking a gap year at our age. Um, As as an English teacher myself, I think I absolutely deserve a gap year. And I also know that as an English teacher, we need to keep a low profile when it comes to some of this self-publishing stuff because there's an awful lot of... um, rich young entrepreneurs out there who 
are very openly saying that they got rich despite their English teachers, not because of them, because their English teachers always told them they couldn't write. So I'm keen to talk to Connie. I'm keen to talk about her gap year. Um, oh, the, the, the gap year was um, Mari from San Francisco. Connie's from Maine, but that's okay. I'll give you all that. Yeah, yeah, Connie yeah. and me. Yep. Oh, see, I told you I've been taking copious now. notes. I might have just got them a bit muddled up. So sort me out there, please, um, Mandy. I appreciate well, it. I will. I will. Uh, you talked about armchair travellers, um, and we we got a couple minutes. Um, armchair travelling. I think it was it was it um, Elaine de Bottom who talked about uh, armchair travelling and how there's nothing wrong with living vicariously through others. No, not at all. I mean, I guess not. Not everyone has the um the opportunity to, for, for whatever reason, be it they've got um you know family to look after, or for um, financial reasons, or they've just got you know a busy job or busy lives, and they just can't get away. Um, as I said, I, I you know anyway, for me, I've done quite a bit of travel. You find that little precious blog that's really authentic. And speaks from the heart, and I guess it's sort of uh, Connie's about my age as well. And I, I, I guess then you're often, I just go, wow, I feel like I'm in Byron Bay. I feel like I'm sort of, you know, picking up palm fronds and planting macadamia trees and what have you. If it's a beautiful, beautifully written piece, um, very inspiring. So there's nothing. It's a, it's a great way to see the world. Yeah, and it's really important to everyone out there to remember that we all have a story to tell and we all have the skills and abilities to tell it, especially now that we can self-publish and there are so many how-to-write books out there. Um, The important thing and my message is everybody's story matters and you don't know who you're going to inspire with your story. There might be someone out there listening who resonates with that story and needs to hear it at the time that you're telling it. So please, everyone, if you've got a story to tell, uh, take Mandy's advice and get out there and tell it. Yeah, yeah, because you never know who who picks up on it and and, uh, gets a little bit of buzz reading. It makes makes their day. Yeah. All right. And look, I'm going to say thank you to Mandy now. Remember, you can subscribe to Right Around the Road and get all our podcasts as they come to you week to week. We're having huge sound troubles here this morning and Mandy's picked up on it a little bit, but I've kept quiet. We haven't got the best of connection. It's Sunday morning here in Australia and Telstra tend to, I think they put us on standby. So We've been cutting in and out. Mandy's pitch has been cutting in and out. My sound has been echoing. But please, if you've listened this far, I'll thank you. I'll put it in the show notes at the beginning that you've got to be patient with us. And we blame the cat um, for the technology. I blame the cat for everything. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Mandy. Okay, thank you, Melinda. It was like uh, like having a coffee with you in Hawaii. Oh, was it a coffee or was it a mai tai? I think it was champagne, if I remember correctly. Uh, <laughs> um, but also, there are some friends of ours who are listening. We've got the cooking ladies over in America. Oh, sorry, no, they're in Canada. I apologise. Uh, yeah, Phyllis and Lamont. Hi, Phyllis and Lamont. Um, they were very interested that I was talking to you today. I'm sure Graham Kemlo of Travel Writers Radio. Mandy has written to for Graham in the past. Um, and I'm guessing she will be again now that she's had a little break and is getting back into it. I'll get Mandy back to talk about our book in October. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see what wallpaper she's got up then. Okay, thank you. Okay, all right, lovely chatting. Bye. Thanks. That's it for another episode at Writer on the Road. You've been listening to Mandy Rowe from Broads Abroad Travel Network. 
And you can check the show notes uh, at on my website, www.riderontheroad.com. Please go off and leave a review at iTunes, uh, five-star preferably. And if you'd like to join up for my newsletter, that's available on my website. Till next time. Thank you.